Hi, this is Laurie Weston Davis. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to Inman Connect, and now Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. Many moons ago, about the time my parents were kind of coming to an end in their life, um, I was pretty down and out, and business was really bad. It was during the Great Recession. And I came to a Connect show, and I was wearing that down and out face when I showed up and came on stage. And in a pre-meeting, um, I probably sent a message that wasn't too optimistic. And someone who worked for Inman at the time, a real industry leader, Chris Smith, came up to me afterwards and said, hey, Brad, you got to go out there tomorrow morning on the big stage, and you got to be more optimistic. Fake it until you can make it. And that was an important lesson. I think it's important not to BS people, but anything we can do to dig deep and find that optimism is so important now because people around us watch us. They take their lead from us. I'm a big believer in being honest about what's going on in the world, but I also think we can do it with more optimism. So I just want to say, do your best to stay positive and optimistic because I think that'll help you get through the day, the month, the summer, and 2020. One of those people who never stops smiling in the real estate industry is my guest today. Everyone knows about Greer Allen, the founder of Boomtown, first and foremost by that first impression, his big smile. Welcome, Greer. How are you doing? And I see you on video and you are smiling, pal. <laughs> hey, Brad. Thanks for having me on the show. And, uh, and we're doing great here in Charleston, South Carolina. That's great. You got a nice view out there. That's not a fake background, right? It's not. No, this is the real deal. I think you can probably see the new uh, the new badminton court that we've put in place over my over my right shoulder there. So nice. we've been uh, we've been we've been changing it up a little bit here due to due to COVID and, and getting some backyard sports going. Is that an Olympic sport yet, badminton? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know that there's other countries that are way better at it than we are, though. So, you're, but you're not teaching your kids to be Olympic Olympians. You're just. Uh... You're just having fun. I love badminton when I was a kid. I, I love that. You can't get hurt in badminton, really. <laughs> uh, no, you can't. No, it's it's been great. We got it this past weekend, and and the kids have been uh, all over it. So it's been it's been great for getting some energy out. That's that's great. Now, Greg, I want to really uh, zoom in on you helping me tell our listeners the large swath, which are realtors, active everyday realtors. Uh, now more than ever, they have to pick the right technology. They have to be really discreet about how much they spend. Or not discreet, they have to be really smart, savvy. Uh, I've been talking a lot about this is the time to really curate your technology and figure out what you need and don't. And you're in the heart of the beast of technology services rendered to realtors. Uh, let's just start. I mean, I think, I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me. I may be using the wrong words. But your core sure. business is creating websites and brands for real estate agents and broker owners. And I, I think you have tens of thousands of, uh, is that right? Tens of thousands of agents using our platform. That's right, Brad. So let's, let me just start. Does an agent really need a website now? I mean, I just, let's get down to basics and then spread your wings and talk uh, about how agents should go about picking technology. What technology do you think will be most useful? Um, you know, give it a whirl, go for a career. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting time, Brad. And, and, you know, really the, you know, just a slight correction. I mean, really the core of what we do here is, is more CRM and marketing automation and, uh, but, but lead generation and, and consumer engagement with your website is, is a critical piece to that. 
but all oh, so I, I got it wrong. You don't really do web pages then, or websites? We do, we do, we do. So we we have IDX websites that tie directly into those into that CRM. So, uh, but you know, leads uh, come from anywhere. You know, we we sort of serve as that central hub for all of our customers, and so you've got leads that are coming from Zillow and Realtor and all the other various places that people generate leads. Even offline leads are flowing automatically into Boomtown. So. Uh, you know, what I would say, you know, to your question about, you know, is, is a web presence important right now is, you know, I'd say it's, I'd say it's as important as ever, uh, given the times that we're living in, because, you know, all the data that we have suggests that the consumer is, is very active at the top of the funnel and the top of the funnel is that digital experience. Um, in fact, we're seeing numbers this month that are 11% higher than this time last year in terms of visits and usage of our websites across all of our customers across the U.S. So, so those are those are indications that people are out there, um, but you know maybe not necessarily getting to the bottom of the funnel, um, which is which is where you're closing deals, doing transactions. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, you know pitfalls in the way uh, in the environment that we're living in today, but. You know, for the most part, what we're seeing is is high activity on on the digital experience, and I think it's more including, important than including ever, your, including your websites, including absolutely, agent, yeah, agent so websites. That, and that comes through the IDX experience, and consumers may start first and foremost looking for houses, but then they wind up, you know, in in the saddle with a realtor who's rendering those services. Let's go through some things. You, you mentioned CRM. Let's you know automated. Um, valuation. I mean, all the different things that it, let's talk about what agents use and need. I've been a critic of this is not the time for drip marketing. That sounds like a torture program from the Bush administration. <laughs> I got to say, is drip marketing really something we should ever do again? I mean, just or at least change the name. <laughs> Isn't uh, that I, you know, a, a, a water drop on your forehead while you're being held down by some bullies? I mean, Let's do that drip marketing. Should we do away with that crap? And is that part of what you render? Terrible, terrible terminology, Brad. I agree with you 100%. Drip marketing. I mean, you know, who wants to be dripped on? Nobody. Uh, you know, that's that's something that you know a lot of our customers and, and you know one of the one of the things that I've been doing during all this time is is just speaking to our customers more and understanding how they're adapting their businesses. Many of them have just completely shut off any sort of automated marketing that's coming out of their platform with the exception of new listings and price reductions that are automatically going out based on the consumer's um, home that search people, behavior. That people want, right? I want back in the day, I used to get a flyer mailed to me showing me just sold or just listed. And I actually looked at those postcards because then it was the only way you could measure your own house's value and the opportunity in the market in your own neighborhood. It's so incredible, that, that, Brad. It's yeah. useful. That's, that's one of the first features that we launched in our CRM. And we were a little bit frightened because, you know, there's, there's so much volume that goes out once you get, you know, enough users into your platform. But I think 75% of the repeat traffic to our websites comes from those emails. So it's an incredible amount of engagement and there's not a lot of- Talk about uh, that. That's, those are- Recently sold, recently listed, price reductions. Are those the three elements there? Those are the three big elements, yes. Yeah. So that's a good parameter. So yeah, consumers want that. That's not considered cheesy market. Even in this environment, Greer, do you think you think it's okay in this environment? 
Absolutely. No, I mean, the, like I said, Brad, I mean, you know, we, we make decisions based on data here and, and the data suggests that, you know, the, the click through rates on these emails and, and the engagement on the website is actually higher than where it was in April of last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Now let's go CRM. You know, everybody's talking about this, like cleaning up, cleaning out your garage. What a great time to clean up your database. Uh, I clean my garage, I swept it, and then I even scrubbed it. I mean, can you imagine scrubbing the floor of your garage? You would only do that during uh, house isolation from a pandemic. It will never happen again in my garage. Similarly here, though, I hear people that, oh, I'll get to that next week. I'll get to that next year. Now they're sitting at home. What a better, if they just did it, what, an hour a day, wouldn't they be prepared for the upturn? That would be a fantastic use of time, Brad. And, and I think when you're talking about what is vitally important right now in a market like we're in today, it's, it's having a database, having a CRM that you can manage those relationships and reach out to past clients, your sphere of influence, reach out to prospects. And the messaging is the thing that's changed. You know, I mean, you know, where you, where you would, you know, kind of typically be in, in sales mode or trying to trying to identify opportunities it's more of a conversation now about about you know how the market is and just being that that uh that you know information broker um and helping people understand what's going on in their local markets and is there anything you think with a crm coming out of COVID that didn't happen before other than people updating them the the feature set how it's utilized what's your your sense of the COVID effect and post-COVID, how our audience, your customers, should think about their CRM. Yeah, I think I think on you know the, you know looking into the future here, you know one of the big themes that I see, Brad, is is just um, is is really around um, really just around the the whole idea of of video engagement like we're doing here, you know, and uh, and how much. How much of the of the funnel, so to speak, is going to change, um, you know, and and become more virtual? Uh, you know, doing virtual open houses has become really big within our customer base. Um, doing virtual home showings, and and actually the virtual home showings that we you know we we sort of pivoted the website to really you know you know put that call to action out in front of everybody. And we're actually seeing a 15% increase in, in property related inquiries on our website as compared to just regular time. So, so those are the types of things that I think are going to be critical to integrate into your CRM in the future is, is more components around video. Let's go to uh, uh, CMAs. Uh, I don't know if you provide that, but which, let, let's just run through the, the B2B technology yeah. services. Uh, tell us about CMAs. Now, post-COVID, CMAs. I think uh, you know CMAs are not something that we do within our platform. But um, you know, my thought is you know everything around CMAs prior to COVID was really focused on how do you integrate in the you know the offer management component, which would be bringing in the iBuyer offers so that you can see those and compare those in real time to the you know to what the agents you know, market value of the property was. I don't think that's changing. I think that, you know, these, these um, you know, the Zillows and Open Doors are just going to be sitting on the sidelines for a little bit longer, but I think that's going to become, uh, you know, come back to reality. So I don't know if, I don't know if COVID changes that that much uh, from, from my perspective. This, though. Can I get a CMA? I mean, I know I can get a valuation from Zillow tomorrow, but, and I think most people are doing this now, but 
no realtor in my living room. No realtors walking through my house. You know, the old days I would say, get three realtors, have them come in your house, have them go through everything, uh, do all the disclosures up front and, you know, get three estimates. And that's probably where the market might be because you'll get one person will inflate it, one person realized right. I don't know. But can't we do all that without realtors coming through our living room? Hi, this is Sherry Chris. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now Connect is coming to you. Find out details at Inman.com. Yeah, I think, again, it's embracing the, the video uh, side of things. And a lot of people have a lot of um, uh, trepidation about doing video. And I think that's, that's something that, that needs to change. It's something, it's the way that real estate agents are going to need to adapt and embrace. And, uh, and I think that there's a lot of value in terms of being able to look eye to eye, even if it's, even if it's in a virtual environment. Uh, it's, it's, it goes a far, far longer way than just sending an email that just has a bunch of data that's 75 pages long. You know, we have this Connect Now conference coming up, and I, I've been telling people that what I've been, I've done um, 40 uh, podcasts, and I waited to call you, by the way, until I had a big audience, because I want to make sure a lot of people heard you, Gur, because you're good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I've had 30-minute conversations with all kinds of people, but a lot of leaders in the industry, and to be honest, these are people I see in the green room at Connect. I tend not to socialize with all these folks, so I don't, I don't know them at that level. I, you know, during Connect, like, I, I tend to get a lot of rest because I'm on stage and I, you know, I got to have all my, so I don't go all the parties, as you know. So what I found here is I'm having 30 minutes, you know, so what would Gur and I do in the past? Well, we'd meet in the green room in passing. He'd get interrupted. He'd have his posse with him. I'd get interrupted. And then <laughs> we had like kind of frivolous little chit chats. Um, and this is a time that I found, and that's really what Connect Now is about. You can connect in a actually more meaningful way. And if we go back to the real estate transaction, it seems like, wow, we can make this really quite dynamic and very, very one-on-one -on -one sort of experience. No distractions, you know? Right. Um, let, let's go to some other things. Um, we're now hearing about uh, virtual walkthroughs. Um, and I'm not sure yet we have, do you see that technology emerging? Is it something that you're gonna be adding to your feature set? Uh, do you see that surviving COVID or will we still want to go kick the tires? I, I, we've already seen it. Uh, you know, we, we added that to our, um, as a call to action on, on every listing page across, you know, all of them. You know, we've got millions of consumers that are visiting our agents' websites every single month. And so um, the, the data supports that the consumer is very interested in these tours and, uh, and wants to be able to use them um, and in, and in fact, you're seeing a higher, uh, a higher rate, you know, for every, you know, for every listing page viewed, we're seeing a much higher rate than we ever saw with showing requests. Um, you know, consumers are requesting these at a higher rate. And so that, that, that proves to me that the demand is there. And I think that's a demand that will live beyond and, and all, all of our innovations really revolve around what the consumer's desires are, right, Brad? So, so that's, that's something that I think will live on. And, uh, and, you know, it could save agents time. A lot of our agents that we talk to um, every single week are talking about how this could save them a significant amount of time, you know, doing virtual showings and recording them and keeping a library of those virtual recordings so that they can, you know, do voiceover and get face to face in this type of setting with them, but just having, you know, just going over the video with them. 
in another window. So I think that is a, that's an innovation that's going to live on because the consumers seem to desire it. You know, I just did uh, virtual tours in all my real estate for one reason, to have a really great documentation of all Yaz's art, right? And everything in the house for insurance purposes and claims. And I wouldn't have probably done it the way I did it. And I said, we'll just do a virtual tour. And, uh, it worked really, really well. By the way, you're an IT guy, and I've had this problem on my computer where I keep getting interrupted by these really annoying uh, notifications. For all of our uh, <laughs> out there that many are much smarter than me, but a few are stupid as me, where do I go? Let's just get a hands-on tip, a takeaway. Do I go to my settings on my MacBook Pro Air to turn off all notifications during my Zoom? Which, by the way, I find them annoying anytime. I was going to hit turn down the volume or no, but that would cut you off, right? So, so tell me how to get out of this dilemma, Mr. IT. I have your answer, Brad. So okay. if you go to your system preferences on your, okay. on your Mac and then you go to the notifications, um, system then you could. Yep, system press preferences, okay. notifications, and there's a okay, do I not disturb. Notific I found notifications, and we're, we're cooking. Yeah, then you go do not disturb right there at the top, and you can set a time window. Ah, do not disturb. So I should there just do from, I, I should do like all day, right, for me, because I'm on these bands. Yeah, I would shut it down, man. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've been doing that a lot myself this is the this is the third or fourth one of these that i've done and so i i got uh yeah i learned my lesson after the first one and then i don't have to hit save on, on systems in a mac right it just does it automatically right automatically saves okay well i've gone through 50 of these annoying <laughs> crap and it took my tech guy to tell me hey let's do this in a wrap here uh, what are what are some um ideas around curating and figuring out what's a process that uh, particularly an agent um, that needs to go through when deciding what tech to buy one and two, try to address the diligence they must do. And uh, let's just, just attack those two. Cause I think just giving good advice on those two things would be really useful to our, to our listeners. Right. So, you know, there's, you know, I, in a time like this, obviously you're trying to, you know, you're trying to conserve cash. Um, you're trying to weather the storm. And so I think that the, you know, the, the big thing to, to take into consideration is, you know, what, it, what is sort of the center of your stack of technology? I, I don't think that you can avoid, uh, I don't think you can avoid technology in this day and age. And so, you know, you know, being very thoughtful about the process that you use to evaluate the technology vendors out there today, and then picking, you know, sort of that, you know, that critical piece. And then, and then, you know, if that, if that critical piece, one of the big things that you want to evaluate there, Brad, is, is, you know, is, does this play well with the other pieces of the puzzle, you know, and uh, does it connect through APIs? Um, does it have a, you know, a good network of, of, of top of the line tools that connect into it. That's, that's an also very critical piece. So, you know, I hear just so much about people hiring virtual assistants to be able to pass data back and forth between other systems. So uh, that's just inefficiency that's created um, from a productivity, you know, tool like software. And so, so just make sure that you have tools that not number one um, connect with the various other tools that you use. And number two, 
you know, you really need to go through a rigorous process of determining the return on investment. And, and, uh, and the return on investment a lot of times is going to come back to, are you going to use this tool? You know? And so there's so the first there's return on investment. If you buy it and you don't use it because it's overwhelming, intimidating, not easy to use, you don't have time for, it doesn't really make any difference in your business. So how do you make that? Like I buy a Rumba and I don't use it, it you know, and then I throw it, right. I use it once and it makes too much noise. I just like, you know, it's like learning notifications, like yeah. <laughs> so, the simplest things. So what I say, Brad, how'd you do it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll, let me just, let me just shift into kind of telling you how we've approached this. I mean, you know, when we started out this business back in 06, Brad, I mean, really what we identified was that these, you know, these smaller brokers, these medium sized brokers, these, you know, these, uh, these uh, agent teams, they didn't, they didn't really know how to uh, really uh, create, you know, do digital marketing. So we decided we're going to do that on their behalf. And, and actually a little plug for home gain. I mean, we use home gain to drive traffic to our websites in the very early days of Boomtown. But, but basically we took that service, we took that service that they needed to, to, you know, to provide for themselves. We took that off their plate. And then today, when we look at, you know, what, what gives people a passing grade in terms of return on investment versus a failing grade um, using Boomtown? It's it's all about it's all about follow up and engaging leads at the top of the funnel. And so we've released a service called Success Assurance, where we're able to you know have you know tens of thousands of conversations with consumers every single month, and basically take that rigorous process that agents really you know are challenged to do because if you're busy, you're out showing property, you're out doing listing presentations, and you can't follow up in the time frame that the consumer needs you to. So we're taking that off their plate. We're learning at scale. We're learning when to follow up to get the best, you know, uh, contact rate, to get the best sentiment and disposition from those, from those contacts and deliver as much value to agents as we possibly can. So I think it's a balance between the provider and, and, you know, how they think about, you know, how they think about, you know, making you successful and, uh, and not just slinging software at you. I love that. No slinging software. That's right. Hey Greer, you're a gift to the industry. You're optimistic, you're positive. Uh, you keep the wheels, uh, rolling behind the scenes and you've been really successful and uh, we're really proud of you. I know you've been part of the Inman community from really uh, the beginning of your company and uh, you've been a big supporter of ours. And will you promise me you'll come on and do this at Connect Now? And I was thinking maybe getting our tech writer, Craig, to interview and get down to these nuts and bolts because I really think that's what people are going to want. These are going to be dog days this summer, I'm afraid. And this is the time to really fortify people with the right technology so they don't make a bunch of stupid mistakes because no one can afford it in this summer for sure. I agree with that. And I'd love to talk to Craig and, and, uh, and Brad, I wouldn't miss a, uh, an Inman uh, in person or, or virtual. So I'll be there. <laughs>